0: Welcome to a bonus episode of Fulfilled, the podcast. Today, I'm going to tell you all about why I wouldn't want to win the lottery and other highly unpopular opinions that you never knew you needed to know about me. These range in the most random of categories, from finances to the lottery to lattes and more. And I think you're going to learn something along the way. The first unpopular opinion, I wouldn't want to win the lottery. I know this is going to be super unpopular. Even if you don't buy lottery tickets, I suspect that you would want to win millions of dollars in the lottery if it was offered to you, especially if you didn't even need to pay for the chance to win. I wouldn't want to win the lottery because lottery winners file bankruptcy two times more often than the general population each and every year. Studies show that over 70% of lottery winners go on to file bankruptcy, and less than half of them report improved happiness. Which, in case you're wondering, is really great data in support of the argument that money doesn't buy happiness. Things do not, in fact, make us happy, and more money does not overnight make us feel more fulfilled or more satisfied with our lives. What money does is it serves as a magnifying glass or a megaphone it makes you more of what you already are. If you already have great systems for managing money, you probably would be okay with winning the lottery. I actually feel like that is true, that Dan and I have established a set of healthy habits and sustainable systems around managing money, but we're managing not millions of dollars a year sorry to disappoint you. We are not making millions of dollars a year, and we're certainly not making $10 million at one shot overnight. That kind of surge of money, it's like a surge of energy that has the ability to short out even the sturdiest of fuse boxes, and I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want the baggage that comes along with it. I wouldn't want the crazy press or the requests from family members. I just wouldn't want to win the lottery. If you offered me a chance to earn an extra $100,000 a year and I could pay a dollar for that chance, I would sign up. Even better, if you offered me a lottery ticket to have the understanding on how to manage money well for our family and feel confident in that ability and know in my heart of hearts that we are doing things that are gonna take care of our family long term financially, I'd buy a ticket to that lottery, but I would not buy a ticket to the mega millions. And I have never bought a lottery ticket other than scratch-offs for gifts for other people, but I've never bought a lottery ticket and I would not want to win the lottery. My second unpopular opinion, coffee is terrible. I don't like it. I don't often use the word hate, but I hate coffee. I enjoy the smell of coffee. I cannot stand the taste of coffee. I often joke that I'm naturally caffeinated and the true, true statement is that I have never consumed the entirety of a single cup of coffee in my entire life. In college, my grandfather passed away in his early 90s after living alone and independently with the most epic garden with an underground irrigation system, the coolest garden you've ever seen with the crispiest green beans that you've ever tasted. Now, I grew up in Maine, so my grandfather passed away up there, and I drove from Pennsylvania to Maine. 500 miles over an eight-hour drive. I drove home on a Friday, attended his viewing and funeral, turned around to come back on Sunday to study for an immunology test that I had on Monday. I was emotionally and physically exhausted. I was driving back to Pennsylvania, back to PA school, and I called my mom and told her I thought I was going to fall asleep at the wheel. And could she stay on the phone with me for eight straight hours? And she said, no. No. <laughs> And she told me to go to Dunkin' Donuts and to get a coffee with extra, extra, extra cream and extra, extra, extra sugar and to drink it and that it would wake me up. So I did. I got off the interstate and I went to Dunkin' Donuts and I tried and every single sip I gagged. It was terrible. I can't stand the taste of coffee. No amount of cream or sugar made that thing go down. And you know, what's interesting is that it did actually keep me awake because I had an old Saab with a very terrible cup holder, and so I had this piping hot cup of hot coffee, and I didn't want to spill on myself. So I knew if I fell asleep at the wheel that not only would I crash and die, but also I would get burned in the process. And so the coffee did keep me awake, but it was not because I consumed the coffee. So I recently discovered I'm what's called a super taster. A super taster is a person who tastes certain flavors of foods more strongly than other people. So our tongues are covered in taste buds. These bumps are covered in taste receptors, and they tell our brain what we're eating. Some of us have more taste buds with more receptors, and we are more sensitive to taste than an average person. We are known as super tasters. Super tasters are particularly sensitive to bitter flavors in foods like broccoli, spinach, coffee, beer, and chocolate. I Googled it, and 25% of the population is considered to be a super taster. And interestingly, more women are super tasters than men. Super tasters like more salt in their food. Sometimes they try to cover up these bitter flavors with other flavors. They often avoid alcohol and smoking, and it can lead to picky eating. Discovering this super tasting superpower made me realize that despite all the times I tried to love coffee, no amount of cream or sugar was gonna make it tolerable to me. If you're interested, there are super taster test strips that you can get on Amazon. I will link them in the show notes to see if you can taste the bitterness of the strip. And if you too despise coffee, maybe you are a super taster. My third unpopular opinion, borrowing money isn't for me. We don't borrow money, even on a credit card that we pay off every month, not even for the points. I get the draw. I would love to travel for quote unquote free with points from a credit card or get cash back with points from a credit card, but the game of switching balances, paying it off each month, the potential to overspend the budget or what we have in savings or our account with this seemingly unending spending limit isn't worth it to me. I've never had a credit card and I have no plans to ever get one in the future. I'm not saying this is the way for you to do it, but this is the way that I do it. Also, I love to earn money to save money or to get money back, so I think that my spending would be impacted by that carrot of points or cashback or travel or trips, which is exactly why the credit card companies do this. They want you to, in your mind, justify the $1,000 purchase with the 1% to 2% cashback rewards so that you think something like, don't worry. We're spending $1,000 on a flat-screen TV to watch the Super Bowl on, even if it might not be in the budget. We're going to get $20 in cash back. Don't just take my word for it. Dun & Bradstreet conducted a study where we found, where they found that we spend an average of 12 to 18% more when using credit cards instead of cash. The Federal Reserve Bank of Boston recently found that an even sharper disparity between cash and non-cash transactions exists. According to a 2016 report from the bank, the average value of a cash transaction was $22 compared with $112 for non-cash transactions. That's a 409% increase when using plastic. According to the Federal Reserve, the average credit card interest rate is 16.61% as of the first quarter of 2020. Approximately 45% of credit card holders carry a balance from month to month, according to the Federal Reserve Survey of Consumer Finances. Credit cards that offer the most generous-sounding reward programs often carry the highest fees and interest rates compared with similar cards with lower rewards programs or no rewards programs at all. So if you're going to keep using your credit cards, keep using them if that works for you. But... Consider the psychology of cashback and points that you're quote-unquote earning as you're spending money, especially if you're carrying a balance from month to month. It's time for the review of the week. This week's review is a five-star review from Dr. Sonia. She says, so much fun and so helpful too. Just finished listening to episode 25. Incredibly helpful and such practical advice. Tracy outlines practical information to help guide you to financial freedom. I'm a physician mom in primary care. I've been so busy over the years that I've neglected my finances. Thank you, Tracy, for keeping me on track. I love this podcast. Dr. Sonia. I love you. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy working mom life to leave a review. Reviews like this are life-giving to podcasts like mine, and they help them They help us to find our way into the ears of other busy working moms who need this information. Consider taking a moment to screenshot and share on social or write a review. I would so appreciate it. My next unpopular opinion is that credit scores aren't all they're cracked up to be. I would much rather have a positive net worth than a desirable credit score. I would rather have control of my money, know that I have a positive net worth, be moving in the right direction with our money as a family than have a high credit score. In fact, I have no credit score whatsoever. My kids have no credit scores. I have frozen their credit reports and my credit reports, and we have identity theft protection, which I definitely think is a good investment. I don't believe in building credit for my kids. My college-age son has a debit card, a checkbook, a checking and savings account, and no credit card. When he graduates and goes to rent an apartment, he's gonna have to get a rental where they're willing to actually look at his employment history, his savings, and income as benchmarks to prove that he is able to pay rent because he will not have a credit score. We teach our kids to build wealth, not to build credit. (laughs) Budgets, blech, am I right? You've tried them before and you've just never stuck with it. You aren't even sure what you are doing wrong. You've tracked your spending, but you haven't made real progress towards increasing your savings or decreasing your debts. It's not you. It's your system for budgeting. I'm so excited to share with you a new bundle that is available to help you get a handle on your finances. It will take you from feeling like you're spinning your wheels or wishing Jesus would take the wheel to being in control of your financial journey. It helps you to get clear on your financial destination, and it gets you on your way down that road. The Budget Bundle is a collection of tools for busy women just like you to use to get on a budget, stick to your budget, and start paying down debt, increasing your savings, and really making progress towards your money goals in just 30 minutes a month in the next three months. Head on over to the link in the show notes to download your copy of The Budget Bundle today. My last unpopular opinion, which may make you hate me, but maybe there's some of you out there that will make you love me a little bit more. Pumpkins are putrid. I will agree to use pumpkins as fall decorations only. I do not enjoy the taste of pumpkin, not in pie, not in beer, and not in a pumpkin spice latte. I just don't like it. I don't like any of those things. I don't like pumpkin roll. And you can come at me, bro. (laughs) I feel like that's a thing that teenagers are saying these days. No, seriously, don't come at me. I just don't like it. I know that pumpkin and pumpkin spice lattes are so trendy and that my Instagram stories and following would go up significantly if I started drinking pumpkin spice lattes. I just can't get on board with it. I know that you love it. I know your friends love it. I will drink Swiss Miss hot chocolate from home from a packet made with hot water over coffee or a pumpkin spice latte any day. And while I'm at it, I don't particularly love Starbucks. I do have a couple of colder like lemonade, passion fruit drinks from there that I will drink, but I would choose Dunkin' Donuts hot chocolate over Starbucks hot chocolate every time. Girl, I hope that we can still be friends, even though you know I don't like pumpkin or coffee credit scores and I wouldn't want to win the lottery. I already feel like we know each other so much better now. Thanks for hanging in and putting up with all of my unpopular opinions. If you follow me on Instagram, send me a message with your unpopular opinion. I can't wait to hear what you hate or love that other people love or hate. Catch you next week.